0: Edwards pulls up and buries a three to get the Devils away for the first time. History
1: in the making. It's over. Number one goes down in Tempe. Plummer in
0: trouble, steps away, cuts free, breaks loose, five, touchdown, Sun Devils. Laugh the snake does it again. This team won't die. You can cut a snake's head off, but he continues to live. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. We got Sparky Talks coming on here. I, My name is Avery Vitel, and I'm joined as always by my buddy Caleb Braley. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of ASU athletics going on today. Caleb, how you doing, man?
1: Doing great. Really, uh, really excited, actually. Uh, well, excited to talk. Yeah, but also excited for the season. It's uh, it's right here finally.
0: Dude, it's been like I feel like it's been like a super long summer, like in between like sports and stuff. But we finally made it. We got football coming up now.
1: I I honestly feel like I haven't watched uh, an ASU football game in like two years.
0: I know it seemed like that. It's weird. Like it seems like their bowl game in like January was like. I don't know, like, a lot longer ago than January.
1: (laughs) I think one thing about college sports is that their off-seasons are so much less interesting than other sports because, you know, there's not necessarily, like, all the big free agent stuff and all that. and Like, you don't quite know who's coming in. Like, you know they were good in high school, but you don't really know what guys are going to do. So, And there's not all the, like, uh, you know, summer league stuff and all that to keep people interested. There might be a scrimmage or two, but for the most part college probably has the least interesting like off season uh just with how things work out so i don't know maybe that's why it feels so long but uh it might not just be unique to this year but this year for sure it felt really long
0: yeah like they don't have like preseason games you know we just go like straight into it and like yeah they have like like fall camp and like the spring game and stuff but like i don't know like those are like kind of interesting but like not really so yeah, it's it's like the season ends and then it's nothing, 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 and then finally it's back. So at least we made it. We're here. We get to talk a little bit about football now. Um, so let's go ahead. Let Caleb. Let's go ahead and jump into it. I wanna I wanna ask you one question first here, and it's what are you most excited about? Uh, just really around Arizona State football for this season.
1: Um, well, I'm excited because they. It, they exceeded expectations last year not by a whole lot but they you know people were picking them to be kind of like not very good and they ended up having a pretty good season had some good wins um but as far as like players they lost yeah it's tough they lost many wilkins and they lost Nikhil harry which is big but There weren't like a whole lot of notable guys that they lost, other than Nikhil Harry, who's who was incredible, and Manny Wilkins had a great career at Arizona State. But I'm really excited to see the improvement of like all the returning players, and I think most especially on defense, because I think for the most part their defense was pretty good last year. They held their own, you know. Obviously, uh, even good defenses have their bad games, bad moments, but. Um, for the most part they looked pretty good and I'm excited to see how they build on that this year because I think they could potentially have a really good defense uh overall I they they can be good in a lot of areas but defense is the one I'm most excited to see um I'd like to have them to see Arizona State have any elite defense I think that that's what I'm most looking forward to
0: yeah they're like returning like eight starters I think from last year and most of them are, like, we started a ton of freshmen last year. So, like, all of those guys are returning. We have, uh, you know, Merlin Robertson and Darian Butler at linebacker, who are both now only sophomores. And so, yeah, pretty much the core of that defense that we had last year, it was super young last year, is they're all returning. I think they're going to make a huge dent this year uh, for sure, like, definitely. Um, I think they'll be one of, the, one of the better defenses in the Pac-12, which... We haven't gotten to say about ASU in years, like years, years.
1: Yeah, because even when they had defensive, like, standout players, uh, like uh, back in the Vontaze Burfex days, you'd see him put big hits on guys, and, you know, he would would make a lot of big plays. But even then, they never felt like they were, as a whole unit, like a great defense. There were really big plays made on defense, but... uh, I don't know, I feel like their best defensive team still lacked a lot of discipline, and you know there would be a lot of penalty flags that would just kind of kill a lot of momentum. So I, I think the fact that they had so many freshmen playing on defense last year, and they looked not just that they didn't look bad, but they looked pretty good, that's something I'm really excited about because that's usually the more freshmen you have, the more mistakes are typically made. Um, but for the most part, I thought they played really well, really smart last year. So, I don't know, that's, that's kind of an exciting thing to watch for.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think Todd Graham kind of left the, the cupboard a little empty when he left. And so I, I think the, you know, the new coaching staff had to throw a couple more of their guys, their, their freshmen in there than they, they might have wanted to. But I mean, of course, you know you want your guys that you recruit in there. Like that makes sense. I can totally see why they played so many freshmen last year. And and like you said, they definitely didn't look bad last year. It was like almost it was a little bit of an improvement in a lot of stats over the last year at Todd Graham. And I mean, that's all you could ask for when you know a new coaching staff and you don't have a lot of returning players and you, you know you're starting a lot of 18, 19 year olds. And so that, I mean, being able to now say, you know, year two here, I think that's that's got to be the most exciting thing. It, it's something that we can finally, when we you know when we don't have the ball, not be like super nervous about like what the heck's going to happen here. How fast are they going to score? You know, are they going to take a ton of time and, and still, you know, um, just run the ball down downfield and, and finally score a touchdown and, and just kind of drain our guys? And I think it'll – um, I, I like the air, the, the trend that they're going for. So I hope that it only gets better this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I, and, I mean, one thing for sure that was a weakness of Todd Graham's because for the most part, he, he was a pretty good coach. <laughs> I mean, uh, when he first came in, he completely flipped the program around. It's just as the years went on, the program just got worse and worse, and a big part of that was recruiting. And when Herm Edwards was brought in, even I was a little unsure about it at first, and then I kind of talked myself into it. But one thing I do remember saying right away was, he's probably going to be a lot better with recruiting than Todd Graham. And that's not a knock necessarily on Todd Graham, it's more just Herm Edwards is such a likable guy. And he's been around football for so long; people know who Herm Edwards is. That I just felt that that would be something uh, that he could immediately contribute to a program was um, just he's a guy that seems to connect really well with people, and especially uh, young men, young football players. So uh, I, I think a really cool thing about bringing him in is that he he seems like he is a good recruiter, that guys respect him, young guys respect him, look up to him, want to play for him. And uh, so just seeing how well the freshman came in and played last year, uh, I, I think it's just we can only be more excited going forward with, uh, with uh, more recruits that he's bringing in and with how he's uh, already fared so far um, with, with, the, with the new guys in the program.
0: So let's look at the, the flip side of that coin. So what are you most nervous about going into the season?
1: Uh, Definitely the receiving core. I mean, because it, it's one thing that there's a new quarterback, but what's even more uh, nerve-wracking, it, which by the way, I, I, I'm I excited about Jaden Daniels. I, I think he can be really, really good, and I'm excited about Jaden Daniels, but having a new quarterback and then also having lost your best receiver from last year. Um, that's that's something I'm a bit worried about is just uh, how uh, how good the passing game can actually be. Because I think the offensive line is going to be made up of like four or five seniors. Uh, like four, potentially five, I think I had seen somewhere. So I'm not as worried about the offensive line. I think that'll be fine. We know what we have in the backfield with Eno Benjamin. And so the only concern really on offense, we don't know much about Jaden Daniels other than he's a freshman that won the starting quarterback job, which I'll take as a positive for right now. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm, I'm just nervous about who he's going to be throwing to. I'm hoping that someone... kind of steps up and becomes the guy or even if it's by committee that they all just play really well i just there's no one that i can look at in the receiving core and say yeah i'm really confident in this guy so that's probably what i'm most nervous about is just to see how their passing game goes
0: it would be so nice if we had Nikhil for one more year like think about like just that like a senior you know gonna be like probably a first-round draft pick again again this year and like with like a freshman quarterback being able to kind of mentor him and get him through you know everything just tell him you know just throw it up to me I'm going to catch it that would have been so nice but you know I will say with him with Nikhil not playing in the bowl game last year I did give Brandon Ayuk a little bit of time to see that number one wideout spot he he put up some pretty good stats in that bowl game and I think he'll. I think he's gonna take over that role. I mean, he's not gonna be anywhere near as good as Nikhil. As nobody will be, because he Nikhil's a generational player. But I think he'll be sufficient enough to where we don't, you know, we don't kind of look at it like, geez, it, it, you know, he's gonna fill the shoes at, I think at least seventy-five percent, which is really all you can ask for from a guy that's stepping into, you know, the shoe size of Nikhil here, which I'm assuming is pretty large, anyways. Um. Behind him, yeah, it's it's a little it's a little interesting to see who's gonna like step up. I know you have a um, couple seniors there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it'll be interesting, but honestly, for me, Caleb, I'm not even most worried about the the receiving corps. I'm, you know, you kind of mentioned it there, the offensive line. I think yes, four out of the five are seniors starting, but the, the the offensive line is great at the core if everybody stays healthy but that is a big if and if one person you know one guy goes down I think they'll manage they got a good sixth guy it's that if two of them go down then we're in a big big world of hurt um, they're they're very thin again they're very talented in the starting crew but once one, if anybody gets hurt which a lot of times at least one offensive lineman does get hurt I don't think there's very much behind them and with I think that I mean that just worries me. With a freshman quarterback there, we're going to rely heavily on the run game, and so if that offensive line isn't able to, you know, block well for runners, Eno's not going to be able to go wild. I think we become super one dimensional, and it's going to hurt us really badly. Again, that's that's looking especially on the negative side, Caleb. But I think you have to mention it. So that's that's what I'm most worried about.
1: You know, that that is a good point because that's something I didn't even think about. Uh, You know. 'Cause I just I was thinking, you know, mainly the starters and it you know, it's kind of a given though. Guys get injured. There's always there's always a couple starters that get injured every year. So yeah, if it is the offensive line that would be not so good.
0: Yeah, like I can I can just totally see it. Just we're playing USC and like everything's going well. You know, it's late in the second quarter, we're up by three or seven points. And then, you know, our left guard goes down. We bring in a guy that's, you know, a freshman, sophomore, hasn't never played before. Just totally just gets outmatched. Jaden is just running for his life. Can't do anything. Eno gets shut down, and we lose by 14. Like, I can just totally see that happening in my brain right now. And I know I'm a negative Nancy, but I don't know. Like, that's just um, something that I'm worried about. And it's just like, I'm just, it's like one of those things, like, it's like texting and driving. Like, you're just waiting for something bad to happen. I don't know like it's like nothing's bad is happening yet of course I mean we haven't even played a single snap yet but I don't know um I think it's just I think it's I think it's trouble waiting to happen
1: yeah you can't help but worry I mean especially because it's a freshman quarterback he doesn't really like you know there's no Nikhil Harry for him to just throw to if he's in trouble to just throw it in his general vicinity and you know he'll pull in like We don't have a guaranteed go-to guy at receiver. It's a new quarterback where we know he's supposed to be pretty mobile. Um, So that's good, but you don't want him running for his life the whole game. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely something to be (laughs) a little uneasy about Hmm. is just the health of the offensive line. I mean, as it stands right now with them healthy, it looks to be pretty solid. So let's hope they can stay healthy. Uh, But, you know, things happen things
0: happen so um my next question for you caleb here is looking at our our schedule here um what's kind of what's like a matchup with a team that you're kind of looking at like really exciting might be you know just whatever what what game are you looking towards other than the u of a game because you can't cop out and just say that that you're like most excited for like for (laughs) the devils like what's going to be like the most interesting team that we play
1: yeah, I mean U of A is usually like kind of kind of a given, uh, but uh, outside of that, definitely, um, I would have to say University of Utah. Um, is they? Yeah, they
0: look strong this year.
1: Yeah, they were really good last year, and it was essentially just injuries that uh, kind of ruined their season they still had a good season yeah we season, no, but... we
0: knocked out uh hunley and that was why we won that game and they kind of fell off during the the last part of that season
1: yeah i mean i could i could even see utah being like uh Well, okay, This I hate to make predictions like this because these don't uh, ever age well, but I I can see them being in the top 10 for a portion of the season. They might be a team that's in the top 10 and then randomly they just decide they aren't good at football anymore, which happens. Like (laughs) every year there's someone like that where they look great and then they just completely fade out. But, no, I see them as a team that will be at some point in the season a top 10 team, and I don't think it will just be like a one week, I think – you know, maybe for a few weeks or so, they'll be a top ten team. I, because I, I, I think they're that good <laughs> with their returning players. I think they're that good. So, that's one that I am uh, excited for, and I'm not, I'm not even necessarily nervous about. It. I'm just excited for the matchup because I think it can give us a good idea of how good the Devils are and can be how well they can compete within their own conference because uh, i think university of utah is going to be uh I, I think they're definitely the favorite in the pac-12 south so that's that's pretty much the matchup i'm looking at outside of u of a of course
0: okay yeah i think i think that'll definitely be a a very good matchup to see where the devils are uh and it might be one of those games like to you know, Again, we can't look that far forward, but it might be a game kind of like it was last year where whoever wins it is kind of like in the driver's seat of the South depending on what SC wants to do this year, if they want to just keep taking the naps. I mean, I'm totally fine with that. But if they finally want to wake up or if Chip Kelly is going to actually do something in the Rose Bowl. But um, I'm kind of looking – this is a weird one for me. We haven't played Cal in like two years. I, have, I know literally nothing about their team. And I'm kind of interested. I'm, I kind of want to see like how what they are. I know they've been like semi decent last year. You know they they played in that Cheez-It bowl, which I don't think they want to be known for, because that was a terrible game. But I don't know. I think it's you know it's a team we don't get to play that often since they're in in the north section. Uh, it'll be kind of cool. I don't know. I think it'll be it'll be good to see a team that we don't see very often. And so that's what I'm kind of looking for.
1: Yeah, I mean. That's true. We haven't we haven't played him in a while. That 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 should be a pretty interesting game too.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely it should be a win by the Devils. I mean Cal's good, but I, I believe that we're better. But again, I mean who, yeah, I know I knows? know like
1: zero about Cal.
0: Right? Like I know when we don't play uh, him for two years, it's like them. we just stop stop thinking. You know, th- are they in the Pac-12? Do they move out? I know they yeah, don't play I- Pac-12 basketball. They're like in like gonzaga's league now i mean i think we demoted them they were that trash
1: i'm sure i'm sure there's some like uh there's probably some cal fan uh who will somehow hear a snippet from this and just be like gosh what a bunch of idiots
0: (laughs) i mean if they want to start if they want to start a a twitter war i mean shout out our boy cloy out on twitter you know our good old u of a buddy that we had that good little tussle with a couple weeks ago i mean bring it on like we're, yeah, uh, we're mean, experienced now. I think now.
1: Chloe's busy, like, burning all uh, Hawaii uh, Warriors uh, gear and all that crap right now.
0: <laughs> Mahalo, Chloe, if you're listening. Mahalo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a tough game there, champ. Uh, let's wait till basketball season when you guys get all these NCAA allegations out of your way. Anywho. okay, so let's go ahead. Let's move on again. Let's look at the – Caleb, let's look at the Pac-12 as a whole – who kind of step looks like you know, like the leader, who's gonna play um for like the conference championship, who's going to the Rose Bowl, who's, you know, kind of like a, a surprise for you, or maybe like even a dud. Like, what do you got?
1: Well, I know Washington State's supposed to be really good this year, but I don't know, they're kind of they've been like this, uh, where they look really good and then they lose a couple of games they probably shouldn't and in the end they just don't really go anywhere. Um I feel like in the North, the team that I have the most faith in as far as I, I know they'll be good and I know they're capable of having good seasons and actually playing in big games. Not playing well in big games, but actually playing in big games. Um, so in the North, I I, I look at Washington still um, as a team that they're always good, <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean,
0: Chris Peterson is one heck of a coach, and you know he's going to put out a really good team out there.
1: Yeah, they're, they're always going to be good. And Chris Peterson is known for being like an offensive mastermind and all that, but his defenses are always really, really good. Um, so that's, to me, Washington is like uh, almost a lot to be like a top two team in the North no matter what. So I, I see Washington winning out. They're just the team I have the most faith in. I don't really, I'm, I'm sure Oregon will have a good year. I don't really believe in Oregon, though. Uh, Washington State, same boat. I, I all believe that they'll have good seasons, but if it came down to me picking between like those guys and uh, Washington, I, I, I just put my money in Chris Peterson because, to me, he's shown that he's capable of, playing in these games and uh and and doing uh what needs to be done his team usually can can get things done I mean they've actually been in the playoff in recent years uh so to me I have I have Washington at the top of the Pac-12 North uh, I have Utah winning the South I mean I'd love for <laughs> I'd love for the Devils to be there but um as of now I'd love to be proven wrong, but I just think that Utah is the best team in the south until I'm proven otherwise.
0: Dude, yeah, the the north, the north is stacked this year. Like there's so many good teams. Like Washington's going to be up there, Oregon's going to be good, Stanford's going to put a good squad out there. Cal's up there, Washington State might do something, who knows, Mike Leach. I mean, Oregon State'll be, you know, garbage as always, but they're rebuilding, so it might be you know an improvement you know going from a 2k rating of like 67 to like 70
1: which is gosh, now we're going to get some we're going to get some Oregon state Beavers <laughs> fan on twitter with nothing better to do with his life it's just like oh you freaking idiots and then tell us that we don't know uh, stuff about college sports and we're
0: just, yeah we're just, we're just setting ourselves up for a lot of bad conversations <laughs> here but um, no <laughs> you know what's what's inner what's interesting i kind of see oregon they're kind of like their basketball team, to be honest. I think they're going to be like a team that kind of like screws the regular season up a little bit. But wherever they go, and again, like I wish there was like a bigger playoff because we could see this better. But I think to whatever bowl, they get, bowl game they're going to go to, they're going to kind of win. And like win like really well and everybody's going to be like, whoa, like look at Oregon. Like they actually have a good team, like kind of like what happened in the NCAA tournament this year. Um, I think Justin Herbert will be good out there, but... I don't know, I think they're just like a I think they're a team that has a lot of really good skill players, but as a cohesive bunch, don't really make sense. I think Washington's more the well-rounded team. Um, Kind of like, I, I mean, I'm just making metaphors all over the place, and that's kind of like what Washington's basketball team was, where it was just kind of nothing like super crazy skilled or anything, but they kind of like great coach with a great uh, scheme and stuff, and they're going to put a good product out there and they're going to do well. And yeah, as for the South, I think the South is like, kind of like wide open. Like we honestly don't know, like the, I think the North is a lot, it's again, I think the North will be more competitive, but we kind of know more about those teams. Like in the South, there's a lot of teams kind of with new players and don't really, you know, kind of new coaches, you know, Chip Kelly's second year, Herm Edwards second year, Colorado's got a new coach like all these teams that we don't really know what they're going to do so i think it makes the more interesting games to watch cuz we just there's no idea like what's going to happen
1: yeah it it, it is it like even in people's like pac 12 predictions they basically like with the south it is more of a toss up they have utah as the favorite but then after that between like ASU, USC, UCLA Um, They have more faith in USC and UCLA than I do, um, but uh, they all have us around like, you know, six to eight wins that uh, essentially like we're just all gonna be, uh, like we're gonna be about even with USC, UCLA. I don't think that'll be the case. I think that one team is going to stand out above, like uh, among those three at least, Um, because I do think Utah will be at the top as of right now. I'd love to be proven wrong uh, in that ASU ends up looking just as good or better. But I think that ASU should be better than UCLA and USC. Like, that's what I expect. Um, That's what I'd like to expect. Um, But it is hard to know. It is a total toss-up because, you know, you just don't know. It's hard to predict. It's really hard to predict. There's no preseason to gauge it. There's – Like, uh, as far as freshmen go, you you know, you didn't see them play at the level before, so you don't know how much they can contribute. I don't know. It's just really hard to predict, um, especially at the South. Um, So it it is a toss-up.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I would agree with you with Utah. They definitely have the most cohesive-looking package and the most you can trust in right now. And like you said, like, this is an asu podcast we're obviously going to be biased for asu and so take that as you as you were and but i know like i would love to say like yeah no like asu lock for the south put them in the in the in the conference championship game up in san francisco right now do it i've already got money in las vegas no i'm not gonna say that because again like we have the two skill positions on offense vacated You know, our number one wide receiver, our quarterback. Both guys are playing in the NFL right now. Shout out to Manny Wilkins up in Green Bay. Let's hope he, you know, picks up that spot behind A-Rod. But so we don't really know what to expect, especially out of ASU's offense. Their defense is going to be, I think, is going to be fine. And they're going to keep us in games. And that's kind of what I liked about Herm Edwards and the coaching staff last year was like, you know, again, we didn't have the most potent offense. Defense wasn't the greatest in the world. But somehow we you know fourth quarter game came down to it didn't matter who we were playing with it was within one possession you know we had a chance to win a lot more games than we did against or as we did with Todd Graham so I think we're going to kind of continue that and so when you toss it up in the fourth quarter we could finish nine and three and we could finish seven and five so I will ask the question Caleb what do you think our record's going to be um I have no idea but let's uh let's throw out some numbers here
1: um, I have us at 8-4. and four. Um, I wanted to say, you know, the fan in me wanted to say 9-3. and three, But I'm just going to say 8-4. and four. As of right now, I think we're scheduled to play like four ranked teams. Um, and I don't expect us to lose to all four. But I do expect us to lose to one of the other ones that's not ranked right now. Either because they end up being good or just because we lose a game that we probably shouldn't lose. It happens to almost everyone. Almost every team loses a game they're not supposed to lose. Um, and then against the, against the teams that are ranked right now, I'd like to think we could split it and go 2-2 two and two in those games. I'd like to even think we could win more than two. But as of right now, I'll just say I don't know how good we'll be. Let's say we lose three out of our four games against ranked teams. I don't know. Let's say we lose, lose three of them. Um, so 8-4 and four, uh, in the regular season at least is uh, what I have us at.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to win the first two. I mean, we're playing high school teams, essentially. Now, please, guys of those fans, don't follow us on Twitter. I mean, you're, it's just going to ruin your day.
1: But <laughs> Fans I, of, like, Eastern something community <laughs> college, don't. Uh.
0: Yeah, just all four of you, just stay away from this, this podcast. It's not going to make you happy. Um, Can
1: I, I just say, if you are someone who spends all day waiting to argue with someone on Twitter, someone you've never met, just waiting to argue over your sports team or something like that. Grow up. Get a job. Stop wetting the bed. Just get a life. Please. (laughs) Please. Like, this conversation, like, conversations like this, okay, you know, right now, me and Avery, we're adults. The adults are talking. You just go, go sip your baby formula. Go find a job. Get a new wardrobe. Stop wearing camo everywhere. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> well,
0: guys, you heard it here first. Caleb said to go get a job. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. And the camo, so is. camo
1: is acceptable to some people, but I—that is definitely, you know, that one was more specific. The camo. I, I mean, if, if they're
0: if they're wearing camo, can you see it? You know, if they're wearing like camo Crocs, yeah, it's like they're barefoot. <laughs> So like they better put some shoes on. Yeah. So I mean we're gonna we're gonna win those first two games. I don't think we're gonna win the game in Michigan State. I mean, sweet if we did. But going to East Lansing is tough enough when you have you know a 22 year old as your quarterback. But when we have a 19 year old, um, I think that's gonna be a little tough. So that's two and one right there. Um, we play both Los Angeles schools again, right? I mean we have to. I think we do every year. I think that's a, I think that's yeah. a weird thing. Um, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I think we're going to split those because we normally do. Last year was, like, crazy that we won both of those. I think we split those. um, The other one, I mean, like, the Utah game, I mean, who knows. We're going to beat U of A. I mean, they just lost to Hawaii. For good Lord, we better beat them. And then um, who else do we got? We have, I know we have Cal. That one's kind of a toss-up, but I can see them. So that's, like, what, three, four games right there. Um the Utah game and then like Colorado and, and a couple others. But yeah, I think, I think we're, I think Caleb, honestly, if we go seven and five this year, I think you need to start um, prepping the oven for like Herm Edwards. Not that I, that is not my hot take. And I'm not saying that. So nobody come after me right now, <laughs> but I think, I think if we, if we, you know, and last year I will forgive them for being seven and five again. You know, we went seven and five the year before. New coaching staff completely understand that you got to improve, and I think that kind of poses to. I'm gonna steal one of your questions that you had ready, and it's like, what do you, what does Herm Edwards have to prove to like get the, you know, get more believers behind him? And I think you have to go, you have to win, you have to win at least eight games, and I think you have to finish second in this, in the Pac-12 South. If you finish th- third or fourth, and you win, I think if you finish third or fourth with eight wins, that's fine. But if you only win seven again, I, like the South, it's not a tough conference. All right, they're still down. SC is about to fire Todd Helton at the end of the year. Chip Kelly still doesn't know what he's doing at UCLA. There is, I mean, a team has to come out and take, you know, this this opportunity. And I think the Devils need to be it this year. I think you got to win eight games and finish second in the Pac-12 in order for most fans to be happy
1: yeah I agree I think I think winning enough games and eight would be enough games uh to make a respectable bowl game and uh well preferably win that respectable bowl game I think that itself solidifies hey this guy knows what he's doing um there's steady improvement from year to year it may not be like a huge jump like some people would love to happen but programs don't typically turn around overnight they don't Typically, go from being uh, mediocre to great. There's usually steps from being mediocre to pretty good to good to great. Uh, I mean, you gotta lay a foundation, and uh, so I think that's what he's doing right now. In order to prove that, though, they gotta win. I'd say eight games this year, make a respectable bowl game, compete in that respectable goal, bowl game, and uh, and I would say win, but some people may be even okay if they just compete in that bowl game and look pretty good
0: yeah like I'm not I'm not too concerned what you do in a bowl game like like honestly it doesn't bug me like when you lose or like it doesn't like make me ecstatic when you win I think just getting like just getting to the bowl game itself is fine I think we're also saying that because we're usually play in the Sun Bowl which is like like who care like I'm not gonna like like brag to my friends here in South Carolina like yo asu they just won the sun bowl like like no like that i'm not gonna do that um you know if we were playing in you know like the peach bowl or like sugar bowl cotton bowl something like that yeah i I can see that being a little bit more but right now yeah like for me at least it doesn't really matter what uh, just getting to the bowl game is the important part and yeah i think I think you definitely need to, as as you know, I'd, I'd again as an ASU fan, I'd like it to be a big step forward this year, but let's just make it a step forward, and you, there's got to be some results, you know. You, I think Tom or or Todd Graham got, I think he was, re, you know, people went after him because, you know, he was really big on you know um these athletes being gentlemen and getting them ready for you know life afterwards which don't get me wrong is very important but as a coach you know, if you're not performing on that field then really like what are you doing here and and yes you're turning them into you know great men and stuff and that's again super important but y- you got you know got to put something you got to put a good um squad out on the field especially from a, a school as as big as ASU is and I think that's what kind of got him in trouble and so I hope you know you can't just can't just keep telling people that we're getting better we're getting better and then not seeing any results so yeah I think I'm I'm with you Caleb they got win they gotta win eight games that's uh, that's the benchmark all right all right uh, you, you got a, you got anything that you want to add to this here
1: you know I really uh, no nothing specifically other than I uh, used a draft pick in my fantasy draft on Nikhil Harry, um, and nice. so so guaranteed there we go. first place. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. See, I, I drafted Andrew Luck, so that's gonna be my year.
1: You know, my dad drafted Andrew Luck, and I kid you not, it was like um ten minutes later, because uh, it was on Saturday we were doing the draft, and ten minutes later, my cousin goes, "Whoa, who drafted Andrew Luck?" and uh, my dad's like yeah hey, no. i did and then he and he had just gotten the alert on his phone that andrew luck retiring and sure enough we looked it up it was like minutes after he made the draft selection that andrew luck retired
0: that is so tough like oh, somehow he heard my dad drafted him and, oh, somehow he heard that my dad drafted him <laughs> and
1: said you know what i am done with this sport <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's over for me caleb's dad caleb's dad I i can't do it anymore it's it's too it's too much
1: yeah, it's fine. His net. So the next round, he just picked Drew Brees. So he had uh, like his very next pick. He got Drew Brees, and he's fine. But still, it's tough to. Oh, okay. okay. It's tough.
0: Yeah, you lose your first pick there. That's a. Uh, yeah. But um, all right, man. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll end it there then. Um, guys, thank you so much for hanging in there. Um, getting to the end of this podcast, kind of a long one here. Uh, we got us talking uh, we went down a couple rabbit holes there but you know we, we dug ourselves back out we were fine um caleb as always uh thanks man that was fun
1: oh yeah for sure um i'm pumped i'm pumped it's finally it's finally here so
0: yeah yeah um so you know um if you catch this uh, we're gonna put we're we're recording this uh wednesday night um we're gonna we're gonna post this up. I'm gonna get it out to you guys as quickly as I can. So maybe you know commute tomorrow morning or you know sometime before that game. Pop us on there. I know I'm I'm literally saying this as you're listening, so it literally does not matter. But if you have listened to this, so thank you. And I'm gonna keep rambling here, but no. Uh, let's uh, let's hope they play well against Kent State, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Thank you so much.
1: Forks up, guys.